Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Well, it's uh, Sunday, August 13th, 2017. Yep. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. You're listening to John's All Time Radio Show. We're here in the south of France with our buddy, our pal, our crumb. Yep. What's on your mind? What are we, what are we going to do today? Well, our, our f- French friend Guillaume has gone. Yeah, those so, were fun shows. Yeah. So I know you want to do a show about yodeling, but I... Tonight I would like to... I, I do, uh, and I get the sense you don't want to. Yodeling That's records. That's okay, too. Uh, that'd be fun, but tonight okay. I thought, since we got all these African records recently, we've got a lot of African records coming yeah, in. Yeah, without giving uh, details that could come back to haunt us, let's tell That's the people. Right. We don't want to give away our source, but there's a very nice young man somewhere in Africa mm-hmm. whose grandfather owned a music shop back in the day. Right. And so, guess what? There's a lot of leftover 78 store stocks sitting around for 60 years. Thousands of them. It's incredible. <laughs> somehow, my good friend John stumbled across this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been buying lots of 78s from him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of guesswork, but you know, I'd say at least two-thirds of them are really good, turn out to be really good, so that's a good average. Well, you... you um I gotta say, I, I, you take a lot of chances. I, uh, I envy your. Uh, you got the game, man. You're, right. you're just full on in. Well, you just go for it. But even though sometimes that turns up some stuff that's not very interesting, you turned up some of the most interesting records by rolling the dice on them. Yeah, it's you just. Don't, it's hard to tell anything from the labels. You get a little more knowledgeable as we go along. Yeah, you know, gain a little bit of knowledge, but this endless names and. And they don't say much on the labels about what it is. And well, the other thing is, if you've never heard the act with chant, which you know probably eighty-five, ninety percent of them fall into that category for us, you just you have no idea what what it's going to be. I mean, sometimes they'll tell you something on it like guitar or concertina or lyra or bells or, but a lot of times it's just a person's name. Some and some of those records are are the greatest. Yeah, deepest music I've ever heard, and some yeah. are not so interesting, just like you know anything yeah. else. So. Some say topical song, some will say like praise song, or you know. But more, even even that, like yeah, can, you don't know what it you're varies getting. so much from record yeah. to record. What it is, those are yeah. just like you know, like we were talking about. Like some say, uh, you know, I got records that say like concertina jive and it happens to be the the deepest like zulu acoustic guitar yeah. you ever heard that's nothing to do with what we think of as jive i don't know what they not think just is jive, jive but sometimes they have the instrument wrong you know <laughs> i think that maybe the word jive for them just got associated with some particular area of africa i don't know not sure well jive was definitely a form of music that was happening there that we don't like it was almost like even a, a less interesting version of rock and roll rhythm. Yeah. But the term was used so loosely, and I think sometimes they just didn't know what. Maybe they put it on a label because they thought it would sell better, or maybe sometimes they didn't know what was on the record. I don't know. 
I'm sure there's all kinds of you know problems yeah, the, with their b- bookkeeping there. Yeah, they, the they labeling seems kind of careless. So yeah. much, you know. Right. By the time it got to the pressing, who knows what yeah. kind of notes they had. And it's all from the mostly from the '50s, probably into the '60s a little bit. But I think it's mostly '50s, a little bit of the late '40s. Yeah. It's almost nothing. There's a few post-war ones. I mean, pre-war. There's a few pre-war ones. Not much. Yeah. I think those. Orange Columbia's with the giraffe might be pre-war, might be thirties. And what about those like dark greenish blue Columbia's too? Those might be early. Those bl- dark blue ones, yeah, I yeah. think those are thirties. Yeah. yeah, the Rass Review. Yeah, I think that's thirties. Okay, well, I thought maybe we start. We've discovered like all these new groups and names that we never heard before, but we've got several records by. Like the Pacelli brothers or great, Frank yeah. and sisters that are really great. So yeah, I, I, maybe we start with the Pacelli brothers. Okay, this cool. One of the ones we just got. This is the Pacelli brothers called doing Town Yalimbi. Good morning. Yo, guitar is brandy. Guitar la iribuino. Mhm. Dipo mukufuna kuti ndi kuimbira ni muimbi. Ndi ito. Oh, di kila ni muimbi mene iriri. Hugh Tracy, 
Was it? It's got the T, right? Yeah. That's what the T means on there. Tell them about Hugh Tracy. Well, Hugh Tracy was uh, British, right? Yeah, British. And he was a guy that went around for Galatone all throughout Sub-Saharan Africa. And he's kind of, I mean, he worked for Galatone, but he was the guy that really went out into the field, like rural areas, and just recorded everything. Yeah. Kind of an interesting guy. I read something about him saying that, like, he, he went, you know, when, when he wasn't, like, really out with, like, tribes recording, which he did, that he also went uh, to anywhere there was, like, a industrialized city. He went to unemployment offices. Uh, he said there was always musicians there. Yeah. And uh, that's how he said <laughs> that's he, funny. he found a lot of people that way. And he also said that at the unemployment offices he would hear some American music that these guys were listening to, including... On the radio, right? Yeah, on the, the radio, radio, including Jimmy Rogers... A lot of country music. ...and Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, huh. he named a couple others that I can't remember. Huh. But yeah, just like popular, probably Hank Williams. But, you know, when you hear these records and you hear these guys who are yodeling and doing different weird, you know, Western-sounding country stuff, of course, some of the stuff is... Not influenced by Western it music. Sounds at all. like there's an American country music influence on a lot of it. But a lot of it is. Yeah. So rather than like Western, blues or any like American black influence, there's like American white country influence. Yeah, and in the jazz band, like the one thing I notice about the whatever you call them, the, the jazz bands or the dance yeah. bands, jazz isn't exactly the right word, whatever their right. version of it they is. They call it that, but Yeah. Um I've heard a couple players that to me like the first thing I noticed on a couple of them that they were trying to imitate like Louis Armstrong's like cornet like sound. Oh yeah, you know, uh -huh. we, you know, just in the same uh -huh. way that like you hear something, you go, "That's based on Western country music." I know a uh -huh. couple records really yeah. hit me that way. Yeah. Uh -huh. Even though the band sounds uh -huh. com rhythmically completely different yeah, and even sound, musically, completely they sound more different. Caribbean than anything else. Caribbean, um, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a, little a lot bit of, of rumba that rhythms. Flavor and that, the, tunes sound kind of caribbean and stuff yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know what that's about i have no idea but anyways uh it, it doesn't i i don't know how everybody else feels about it but you and i we like it all if it's some <laughs> like you know tribal choir it's really deep as long or, as it's not too slick that's the main because yeah. most of these records and are from the 50s so there's a some of them the slickness is starting to creep in like oh, fundy yeah. conti and yeah some other ones like that and you know they've obviously been listening to pop slick pop music and want to aspire to that yeah it's right on the edge of where music starts getting produced yeah. over there it's kind of like the 30s in america that's right it yeah. is yeah yeah it's about 20 years behind america that right way. you just don't know what you're gonna get yeah because the music business probably wasn't yet really organized on a large scale there like it was in america aside from record companies going around just as they did in america in the 20s and 30s just recording whatever they found you know by the 50s in America, some of that, but it was, you know, preponderance of slicked up professional music, pop music, which it's not that interesting to, to me personally. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it is to most people. Certainly not listening to this podcast. And nobody's listening to Frankie Lane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling him that I, I found a, a Frankie Lane record pressed in South Africa. Yeah, I almost got it for you as a joke, but I, I couldn't bear to pay the shipping. Nobody cares about Frankie Lane anymore. My <laughs> mother loved him, loved Frankie yeah. Lane, Eddie Fisher, yeah, uh, Tony Bennett, those guys. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. That, they were the kings of the fifties, right? Yeah, before yeah. rock and roll, before Elvis, right. you know, in the early fifties, late forties. 
to me, it's a really awful period of American popular music. Awful. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I don't know if it does anything for anybody anymore, except like, you know, eighty-five-year-old people like Aileen's mother. You know, likes Frank Sinatra. I, mean, I guess it's they're like the Justin Bieber's of their day or whatever. So something like that. You yeah, know, it's like that's right. Uh, eighty years from now, people will be saying the same thing about Justin Bieber, but if they're not already. Okay. Let's hear the Lake Victoria Band. Okay, cool. This, this is I one I took I, a I chance on. Really Lake Victoria Band doesn't mean it could be a brass band. You don't know what it is. It's yeah. quite surprising. Lake Victoria is a big lake in the middle of Congo, I think. It's in the middle of Congo. Portuguese, but it does sound kind of Latin in some way. It didn't, it, I wouldn't have guessed Africa. Yeah. 
But I guess Africa is a huge continent. It is, yes. With different kinds of music. This is true. People and if you go to Botswana, a hyena will eat you. People don't think of the mandolin as an African instrument generally. I never did. Yeah, me neither. No, well, let's go to like one of those like really dark African type scenes. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is a guy named Kabioma Mashulamo. This is called a Chief's Praise Song with Nanga Zither. Okay. This is one of those very strange, dark think things. That was incredible. That's my new favorite record. Like, <laughs> Devil Got My Woman, number one, that number two. That's kind of Devil Got My Woman. That record. might have yeah. been Devil Got My Woman in that style. Well, as it Robert said, it kind of sounded like he's saying, like, James if you Coffee. listen to this, you will be cursed. The devil got you. <laughs> or he could be saying, like, I love this woman so much, you're getting married. I kind of doubt that, but I it's know what you mean. You just it's just like know. an emotion. It tells what it is on there. It just says a praise song or something like that. What does it say? Yeah, praise song. For the chief or something like that? With nanga and then parenthesis zither, so the instrument... <laughs> It's called a nanga, which somebody zither? put in the zither category, which I can't relate <laughs> to that. No Remember that name, Labioma Mashulamo. Yeah, wow, that was heavy, Maybe it's man. like an early ode to Trump. Maybe it was like a forewarning, like, 
2016, you will elect Hitler. In 2016, America will fall. 2017. Well, we elected him in 2016. Here's a record that's like kind of slick. It's right on the borderline for me. Okay. I'm getting more fussy about stuff like that as I accumulate these African records. That if I hear anything that sounds at all slick, I kind of reject them. But this is uh, is Adolf Garachabo and Party with the Agay Jazz Orchestra on the Mzuri label. Cool. Recorded by Asanand and Sons from Mombasa, which is in uh, Kenya, I believe, isn't it? Mombasa, yes. Yeah. The coast of Kenya. Soon you'll be so pure with these records, it'll just be like a silence. <laughs> just sound like a rock, maybe someone hitting a rock on the ground once in a while. <laughs> oh, someone hitting a piece of We have air. some of those too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play one where it says accordion and struck iron. <laughs> Definite weirdness happening there. Yeah. 
Every all these weird instruments kept like, coming in. Like, what was it? Well, that one guitar like really sounded to me something like he might have heard Chuck Berry or something. He was trying to imitate it, but in the wrong key. Adolf Garachabo and party. That was definitely a party. Why would a black African mother name their child Adolf? Yeah, <laughs> God, yeah. What's that? In the fifties, what's that? What's that? They're from the the Congo. Congo Swahili, it says. Yeah. Here. But he is—he is a man who ran out of pants today. He's wearing pajamas during this podcast because he has no pants. These are my lounge pants. He's one of the most famous artists in the world, but he has no pants. I can't People. buy pants in this country. Yeah, but every look time at I buy pants in France, they're too tight in the crotch. They're very uncomfortable. <laughs> the waistline's real low. Is that low because Frenchmen want to show off their crotch? Yes. I guess so. I, I don't know what it is. I'd be surprised if you could even get pants to fit you right because everyone's like I—I'm not being insulting, but you're kind of tall, you know. They're tall up in the north part. And I go yeah. to Paris and I, I, I can't buy clothes in France. They never fit right. But those are nice. Those are Calvin Klein. Those are fancy what, lounge pants. Yeah, they pants. look I very comfortable. In I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous. I, those I are nice. I had my pajamas on. You're a he shorts looks like kind of guy. Mar- you always wear shorts. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. After <laughs> the other week here, when I got up to 103, I may never be able to put on long pants again. <laughs> yeah. When you're back in New York in January, you, yeah, you'll be bundled up. All right, so what do we got here? This is Frank and Sisters. Oh, I love this band. Yeah, we got I got four by them now. I think they're they're all good. They're all good. Good man. How many do you have, John? I think I have four now too, because I had one, but I got three of the four that he got. This guy's name is Frank Humplick. Yeah. <laughs> Humplick. Yeah, that's a good. They don't tell the name of his sisters ever. Frank and Sisters. Yeah. It's the Carter family of Africa. Kapom shikingivi amboni, ahai shimboni. Nashicha, kengongo yamboni zakani, wanawa vecha. Yembe, gaenda ngumai, lukarisha ne sengama. I come such angiri kiri akani nakopo. You ram the wind, the kinalu. Chandeu, siyasau. Gilenya na luika ginanza. Ahai aulalu. Chasiyasau. Gende ora sisi na yoye chingi Williamu. I come shikinukangi enda na kopomai na kopombe. Chandeu, siyasau, 
Yeah, the girls are really sweet, sweet voices. Let's listen to the Jumbo Boys. Jumbo Boys. You hipped me to the Jumbo Boys. Yeah, I love this band. I love this label. Jumbo. Jumbo. Interesting label, yeah. You don't think you're making a mistake doing these African podcasts? What? What'd you say? You don't think you're making a mistake? Sharing this with the public. Why, because they're going to go after the records? Yeah. Yeah, but I got mine. <laughs> I got plenty now. That'd be a good song, I got mine, by the way. <laughs> there already is a song. I know, it was a joke. Hey, that's a good idea for a song. I got mine. <laughs> yeah, you could say something like, I'm the member of the Knockdown Society. Society no, I got mine. <laughs> yeah, I got mine too. Oh, 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 oh,
Like howlers, just just slightly out of tune, but in a good way. Pigling Hounders gang sounds pretty laid back. They're named after the Jumbo label. That's all we know about them. I want to play this really great singer. Gallo tone. This guy, Paul Machupa. He's yeah. great. You know him? Yeah, I already have a couple records by him. Yeah. 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 Damn, Jan. You're blowing Robert away with your knowledge. Uh, I don't know about that. Not, neither one of us know too much, but... Don't know shit. Yeah, it's kind of impossible to know. Well, you might get an angry email telling you how much you don't Why? know. And He's maybe forgotten more than I'll ever know in his little finger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oof. Man, Paul Mwachupa. 
Such a, like you said, such a great singer. Oh my God. He's, got, he's the opposite of the, of the jumbo boys. He's real high strung and, uh, yeah. you know, he's obviously he's really straining his voice and he probably didn't live long. <laughs> From straining his voice? He's just too high strung a guy. He's probably, you know, mm -hmm. extremely sensitive and drank too much and <laughs> took drugs and died young. Yeah. Let's hear uh, another jumbo record. George, Albert, and John. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. Finally, some fame. George, Albert, and John. Yeah. Sounds African. Struck Iron. <laughs> Recorded in Nairobi. I would get a car and roam 
Achapa kamena ela chapa omowa Bwana omowa Bwana omowa chapa bwana wachango Yendera wo de genyere ogonga danje Achapa wo de genyere achapa danje kang Achapa kamena ela chapa omosang Achapa wudi ginyando achapa omowang Yime ya jinange ya nyakamadon Yime ya jinange ya nyakamadon marenyon Silwale ya minisela tumoromang Aoke oke kokinda tonde oromo wang Yendero wune ginyako achapa wachang Chapa kamirinya achapa wachang Chapa irikende edu wachang Achapa jau genya mosdonji Yendero aneo manya kanokang Yendere-ne-o-ma-nyaka-no-kam-mare-nyong we have to get rid of some stuff in the house, like the new couch Aileen just went. I'm going to stop that Aileen from doing all that frivolous spending. She goes yeah. to sit down on the couch and it's just a bunch of 78s. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is not comfortable. Ah, it's so relaxing here. Going to this fanatic record collector's house and his wife complaining says, now he's putting his records in the in the cabana by the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a bad place to put records. He keeps spreading out and he's putting records everywhere. <laughs> Luckily, you got a big old stone house. Yeah, John just like throws my stuff out and like, suddenly it's gone, the record's there, and I, it takes me like months to notice it. That's the sad part. Throws I'm like, where's my dresser? Oh, there's <coughs> records there. It seems like they've always been there. Those records have always been there. Throws all your shoes out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoes that he bought. I used to have 240 pair, now I have 238. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or 150. Well, yeah, Aileen's got three closets full of clothes, so. Well, All that, not that I want to start an argument on this, you know, friendly family podcast, but Eden has all the closets in our apartment, except I have the hall closet supposed to be for coats. It's oh, all my shit. clothes. You have half of the one, half of the one, exactly half. You like gonna throw said, a chair I, at John now? That's <laughs> bullshit. Right? If it wasn't for the seventy-eights, I would just break one over his head. I'm sure. Yeah, they're but they're my seventy-eights in here, they're not his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
This is Melanie Muirall with Meru Men and Women. This is really out there. started really yelling and hollering and that, that Eden got up and ran out of the room. Yeah, where is she? she said, Aren't you worried about what she's doing to your, your stuff? <laughs> That's the first thing that would go through my head. Where's my stuff? Where's she? And is my stuff safe? <laughs> oh, there she is. Where you see her? Is she <laughs> peeking around the corner? <laughs> it's she's safe. It's over. She's just lurking. It, it's over, Eden. You can come back in. You're not going to be cursed. I don't know what she's doing. She's afraid of being cursed by the music. Get her over there. Trance-inducing. She's going to become a there. zombie. <laughs> Look at her. Whoa. She has a weird look in her eyes. What's she's doing weird. over there? This is Eden, what are you doing? She scares me with that look all she's the time. She's trying to get on interwebs of technology. See who else got hit by a car today. What do we got there? Oh, I like that label. This is this. 
orange Columbia with a giraffe on it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that label. This is Tanganyika and Zanzibar recording. Okay, this is Subit Bin Ambar. Not sure where this is from. It says Tanganyika and Zanzibar, but sounds slightly Arab. It actually That's sounds cool. quite Arab. So I figure maybe it's Somalia, which is right, I think, right next to Tanzan Tanzania, somewhere around there. That's obviously not sub-Saharan Africa, right? No. Or at least the music is, you know, some kind of North African, but hard to say exactly where or what. Well, see, we don't know what was going on in Zanzibar. No. I don't know. But if you look at this old map, I got this old map of Africa here when it was still Tanganyika there. Right. It's now Tanzania. Because it says 
on the label it says Tanganyika and Zanzibar recording but if you go a little bit north of Tanganyika you got to end up in Kenya you keep going on the coast you get to Somalia so it might be Somalian it sounds like it so. might be Somalian this is a old like map from 1960 or something and see that yellow oh, thing yeah. at the top that's that's Somalia if you look at the next page you can see it's oh, oh I guess there's a page before before so I don't know what the deal is yeah it says it's in Swahili but Swahili's got this pan African language it goes all across the that upper part of sub-Saharan Africa but basically we just don't know much I'm yeah, sure there are guys who know more. Maybe John Ward would know. He's more authoritative than we are about this stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would know. We only know what we like. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's where it starts, yeah. knowing what you like. <laughs> Gee, Eden's left again. What the hell? He's Gee. touching your stuff. He's you got so, so much stuff in here that you could be touching. I would be very <laughs> concerned if I was here. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. This is John Simiu and Vasali Bewe. Thank you. 
I request two records for the show, or is that like I, I know you I, you seem to get a little tense when I start trying to choose. I know it's like your flow; it's your I show. I seem to tense up. Well, not exactly tense up. You just kind of blatantly ignore me, which makes me think. You know, it's like your show, and you want to present the way you want, which I totally understand. Well, it's actually your show, but I'm just a guest on your show. Yes, but as the it's guest the on my show, John it then becomes your show. <laughs> well, and, it's and my records. Want, yeah. Well, it's your records. That's why we're here celebrating your records. My records. These are the whole mine. show. That's right. Mine, mine, all mine. These are mine. I'm a hobby miser. <laughs> but, I mean, what we're celebrating is your records, and part of that is and i firmly believe this is uh you presenting them the way you want to present them without interference by me having said that there's two records i really want to hear well, i'm open to suggestion john okay well what i'd like to hear is that incredible rhino boys instrumental that's one okay and then i thought we could end with because we're kind of getting to the end of this yeah Maybe with a really nice like acoustic guitar, like maybe one of those John Bosco records you got. But again, yeah. if, you, if you have a better plan, I don't want to interfere with your flow. Okay, well, moving right along. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, okay, I as will, I was saying. I'll go fetch that Rhino Boys record. Okay, is that is that asking a lot? Is that too much trouble? I know you're already like in your pajamas. Maybe you don't want to go out to the other room down the hall where the records are. I mean, because this room is filled with records, so right, then so. eventually they had to go down the hallway. That's right. And what, what's some... your next move? Further down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> it's nice to have the hallway, yeah. Nice to have the records, too. Eden's in there talking to Aileen. Oh, okay. She got bored with these record stuff. For the uh, benefit of the listening audience out there, we got to say that sometimes it's easier to remember these records by the serial number than by the titles. This is true. Because the titles don't mean much to us. Like, what does Lippi Uli Pendalo mean? <laughs> <laughs> or Nakupenda. I got uh, 106 and 109. Oh, yeah? Really? Oh, two completely different ones. Yeah. Ooh la la.
so good. The Rhino Boys. The no. Zeta Rumba. Yeah. That was only part one. Now, as uh, you know, as we were kind of saying earlier, this is one of those bands that I had seen around a couple of times, but I hadn't heard till till you went for this, and you know, we both just loved it. And they are like the, uh, as you pointed out. Kind of like the African cheap suit serenaders. You got Hawaiian guitar, <laughs> yeah. accordion. Yeah, they're playing scorned instruments. Yeah, they're playing you know kind of happy go lucky old time music. You know, it's really hard to even tell whether they're melancholy. Maybe they're Afrikaners or something. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Okay, this is one. Of, this is one of those records with the Pango zither. Okay, cool. This is really. I think, if I recall, this is really a. A uh, pig like howl type deal. These guys are barely cool. together. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. This is uh, Asumani Ben Sumeli. I don't know whether that means he's from Somalia or what. Sumeli. Huh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. this to the end before something fell and made a crashing sound like, right? I mean, that wasn't part of the performance 
that was an incredible record, I gotta say. Like you said, like sound like Jim Hill kind of Peg Leg Howl's mandolin rec- record, but yeah. there's also something really heartbreakingly beautiful yeah. about that, like a Mississippi John Hurt. Like, this guy's kind of in his own world. Yeah, this is its own thing. I mean, you can't. Asumani Bini Sumali. Wow. Yeah, we get a photo. I remember once I was in the Paris Metro and I was, it was one of those stations with lots of tunnels and stuff. And when I got off the train, I had to go to this other connection, this other train. I heard this. It sounded like a, some crazy, I couldn't tell what it was. And I, as I got close, I realized it's like African marimba, you know, this little tiny, yeah, yeah. like six uh, wooden keys, you know, and being played with hammers. And it was very frantic. And I, and I got into the station, and there was this young African guy, a tall, skinny, lanky guy, sitting down on a little, like, wooden stool, a little African wooden stool with this little marimba in front of me. He was playing it frantically. I realized it only had four keys. But it sounded like he was all over it. It was incredible. And he, and he was kind of singing like that, sort of, you know. And his, he was kind of, his eyes were like rolled up in his head. And his tongue was hanging out when he was playing this marimba, just frantically hand over hand with these little hammers and, and kind of kicking his legs and stuff. <laughs> He's completely just off the boat from Africa. It was unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> I stood there just gaping at him for a and Parisians are just walking by completely oblivious to this cr- incredible character from Africa playing this four-key wooden marimba thing. It was incredible. Huh. Sometimes you encounter things like that in the Paris metro, some person from some exotic place playing music. But Hey, you guys are really close to North Africa. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, Africa's so huge. Like Africa's so big, yeah. The United States, actually, if you take a map of the United States and put it imposed on Africa, it fits comfortably totally inside Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how big it is. It's so huge, it's hard to actually comprehend how vast it is. But lots of great music. Boy, the, it's incredible. I, I'm just amazed at how... The caliber of these records we're getting—it's yeah. incredible, and such a variety of interesting stuff. And you know that there's like the stuff that sounds kind of like country music. They're like obviously farmer peasants, you know, that that it comes from that country sound. And then there's the the native tribal stuff, you know, it's like village tribal music, like that thing we just listened to. Yeah, which is really and those, intense. Those wailing groups, those big tight knit. Obviously, community of people singing all together. Some it's some kind of ngoma, some kind of festival or something going on. And then there's that kind of urban sound that's a little more sophisticated, but still, still not too slick, you know. If it starts getting slick, that's when when I lose interest, you know. Yeah, me too. Start to uh, be more and more aware of that as I listen to these records. But I mean. Compared to what we just listened to, obviously a lot of the other stuff was much more Western, sophisticated sounding, but, you know, not not like slick, like still like sounds like, you know, really pure, honest music. You know? That's right, yeah, you it know? still has some authentic feeling to it, yeah. yeah. And you can you can hear when they start to sound, try and, you know, imitate Western popular music and be slick sounding and all that, and I guess radio starts to be more widespread, although it's still totally regional. But on the other hand, we both have uh, quite a few records where they're imitating 
Western music in a real unsophisticated style. Yeah, that's right. Style. Yeah, they're just fantastic. influenced by it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that stuff, yeah. So it's country music is what it is. It's country music of Africa, which, you know, it, at first you're not oriented to that. Wow, what are the, you know, for, for what you're, like I was first oriented to was the real tribal native stuff, you know. Well, this has been an incredible show. Um, yes. I think the people will enjoy it. Um, you know, for people out there trying to collect this stuff, it's really, really hard to get. I mean, you're almost never going to come across it. It's, you know, not impossible, but it's up there with... <laughs> you trying to discourage them? No, I'm not trying to discourage them, but I'm just like kind of saying, like, uh, I'm glad we did this show. You know? Yeah. I think we should do ten more just like it. You know, part of the so we've problem got is hundreds and hundreds of new records. To part play. of the problem is it's very complicated to get them directly from Africa. That's very complicated. Just the yeah. the exchange business, the money for the records parts gets complicated. A whole, th I mean, just finding these people. I mean, we've been really fortunate now. Oh, this yeah. is our, well, for me, this is like the third major source of records out of Sub-Saharan Africa, and. Huh. Uh, you know, was the first a guy in Paris? I wasn't even counting him, huh. so that's actually four. Yeah, but that, that was another really good source. Well, he had a big collection that he was selling off. Yeah, but uh, I, I had three, you know, uh, three directly from Africa Afri guys yeah. who live in Africa who huh. are like record dealers or hmm. whatever, even they're all a little different. Their story, huh. and th hmm. this guy recently being the third, which has kind of been the most pleasant to deal with, and just this you know just unbelievable like seemingly never ending like I, yeah inventory that's right it's an el dorado of african played records yeah. you know, just some of them have some like african dust on them like yeah they need cleaning they're yeah. filthy so when i first some got them, them i was like oh these look wrecked and then i i cleaned them and they were so shiny i could see my reflection yeah they all <laughs> clean up really good when you wash them yeah, yeah. it's true but they have this dust on them obviously from a a dusty place, a desert place. Well, he said maybe. his grandfather had a store from back in the 50s. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when most of these, they've been sitting on probably on the same shelf all that time. Yeah. He says he's, he still has the store. You know, I don't know who's running it now. He said his grandfather's still alive, though, but he's he's old and he's Is the store still well. active? He, he said the store's oh, yeah? still active. Oh. Yeah, I don't know selling oh. the records anymore. Wow. But he wow. goes to the store to get the records, yeah. Wow. I wonder if there's any black Africans that are interested in this old music at all. I wonder if there's any black seriously collectors in Africa. I mean, you would hope somebody was interested in it, but it's like when you look at how bleak, like, you know, like, like we're collectors and we kind of know most of the collectors, and you realize there's not even thousands of collectors of no. this old music in America. There's no. hundreds, you know. Right. Serious but like collectors. But the lower right? hundreds, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even those, out of those hundreds, there's probably like 20 or 30 that have like major collections. There's other guys who are very, very into it, but, you know, they can't yeah. get the records or, you know, they can't afford the well, records. Or maybe they just or, have enough sense to know that it's fucking crazy to, to chase around after 78s and they just get them uh, on, just listen to them on uh, MP3 oh, yeah, yeah. or there's, something. There's more people listening a lot more people and that's really evident in the young bands that are turning up recreating yeah. this music Dude. 
But uh, they well, I, I just meant like you know America. You would think like oh you know look at everything that's been reissued. Everything's been done. There must be thousands of collectors. There's not. There's no. just a handful really. Yeah. You know? Right. So in Africa, where you know there's basically like one collection that I know of that came out of Africa years ago in the Goma collection. The other collections that came out were really done by people outside of Africa, you know, collectors from other places. Right. Hugh Tracy stuff. Yeah. Of course, John Ward's stuff. Yeah. Dust to Digital. So, you know, it doesn't bode well for the idea that there's these guys in Africa collecting this stuff. You like to think there has to be, but you like to think a lot of things. You know, I don't know. Right, right. Because, you know, it takes a certain level of affluence to collect 78s. You've got to have something to play them on, someplace to store them that's, like, you know, somewhat stable and, you know, a, a clean environment. And, so. and, and other than the, the Middle East and a couple other places, like, you're talking about one of the most unstable continents in the world. Yeah. You know? It's just that's, complete chaos in a lot of yeah. parts of Africa. Yeah. And even the other ones, you know, that aren't complete chaos aren't, aren't like, the most well-to-do people on average so that's why it's kind of miraculous that that that's store stock that we got into survived it's kind of amazing it's incredible yeah but when you think about it it kind of makes sense that it's never left the original store yeah yeah all the original sleeves and everything yeah okay then do so you want to do one more for the roads and sure wrapping yeah sure all right this is the Sturtonville Sweet Melodians Choir on the Singer label. This is Bantu Re Records, Singer Bantu Records, Zulu. So. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no,
So long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love you, audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's great. I'm, I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on.